Welcome to the Cutting Edge Health Podcast with Jane Rogers, where we discuss science to help prevent cognitive decline. Alzheimer's is optional. That's a quote from my guest today. Her medical practice is in Encinitas, California, an hour's drive north of San Diego. Dr. Heather Sanderson and three other docs are part of a clinic that she founded called Solcier. They focus on neurocognitive testing and treatment. But in addition to that, she's done something that nobody else has ever tried. She started an assisted living facility for Alzheimer's patients, but with a big twist. Her mission is to heal and empower them to return to normal, independent living. It's called Marama, and it's in Vista, California, which is north of San Diego. Dr. Sanderson, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such a privilege, Jane. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about just about you, because what you are doing for the the community of people who are struggling from cognitive decline is simply amazing. And I what what got you interested in this? Oh, Jane, thanks so much for saying that. You know, um, this work found me. I couldn't have imagined 15, 20 years ago that this would be what I would be dedicating my life to. And yet one thing after another led to this being a path I just couldn't, you know, not go down. I was trained by Dr. Bredesen in 2017 after seeing him speak at a conference. And what he said was so compelling to me because I had been told over and over by very well-meaning instructors, professors, you know, super smart people, neurologists, MDs, NDs, all of my instructors and the people I had learned from, whenever the topic of dementia came up, they said, there's nothing you can really do. There's a few medications. They don't work very well. It's really just a downhill slide for people. And it's so unfortunate. There's lots of money going into research and hopefully there will be a magical pill someday so that people don't have to suffer. But to say suggest otherwise would be to give them false hope. So fast forward a handful of years and I'm at a conference where I hear Dr. Bredesen speaking. Um, This was before his book was published, but he was presenting the case studies of people reversing their Alzheimer's. And the way he presented it made a lot of common sense to me. He was saying, okay, we know a lot about functional medicine. We know a lot more about cell health and precision medicine now than we ever did in the 21st century. And what we need to do is stack these things on top of each other. So instead of saying there's one pill and it's just beta amyloid plaques that cause Alzheimer's, really it's about, yes, inflammation, maybe toxins, infections, hormones and trophic support and signaling. It's about diet. It's about exercise. It's about sleep. It's about all of these foundational health pieces I had learned so much about in naturopathic school and about the precision medicine and science that we could apply as we learn more and more and more about genetics and all of these other pieces. And so I was very curious, right? This made sense to me, but I hadn't seen it work. And I had been told it wasn't possible. So I was skeptical, but I went ahead and registered for his course and and took his training. And then I came back to my office and I was sitting, had the privilege of sitting with patients who had read his books because I was now on his list. Uh, I had read his book, of course, my patients had read his book and I still had my healthy skepticism hat on but my patients were enthusiastic and excited and ready and committed to the process. And so I supported them in the way that I could at that point, of course, like without the experience that I have now. And what I saw was miraculous. 
My first patient, Linda, she came in with a MOCA of two, which I'm sure your audience is familiar with MOCA scoring, but I'll just remind anybody who doesn't know that a MOCA score is graded out. It's a worksheet that's graded out of a score of 30. So 30 is perfect. And anything over 26 is normal, maybe even down to 24, depending on, on certain things like your age and how much education and, and if English is your first language, that kind of thing. So she had a MOCA score of two. She was saying things like yes or no were her pretty much her only words. And it was a struggle. I could see her understand the question I was asking, but by the time she could formulate a response, one, she couldn't find the words, but she also forgot the question. And this had severely impacted her relationship with her husband. There were lots and lots of struggles. As you might imagine, this affected every single facet of her life. Well, she and her husband were very committed to this. So she got out of a moldy environment. She started the hormone therapy. She got all of her dental work done. She, they started ballroom dancing three, four days a week. They completely changed their diet, started on all the supplements. And she came back six weeks later and her MOCA score was a seven out of 30. And Jane, when I saw what was possible for Linda, I mean, I have to tell you that my first reaction was like, what did we do wrong? Did we measure it wrong the last time? I thought this wasn't possible. But no, her husband confirmed she was a different person. And I could see it. It was, it was kind of funny. You know, they were bickering about something that had happened the night before. So she was a completely different person. And her, again, that relationship was going to, which had changed profoundly. And when I saw what was possible for Linda, I couldn't help but dedicate my life to this, right? Like how, how can you see that suffering is optional and not scream from the rooftops to anyone who will listen that there is possibility here, that there's suffering that's happening unnecessarily. And there's so much that we can do about it. Not only are the neurologists wrong when they say there's nothing that can be done, but in fact, there is a long, long, long list of things that we can do to help cognitive function as we age. So you just jumped in and said, I can help people. I can help them in my office, but I can also help them if they don't have the support people like Linda's husband was able to support her, help her change. She couldn't have done it by herself, but helped her change her diet and, and everything that you know she needed to do. Not everybody has that. And so you took a leap from that into what you're doing today and explain to folks the very exciting concept that you've come up with that I hope replicates across the country. Jane, yeah, you have a good idea of how much work goes into this. The Bredesen protocol yeah. and his approach, the Recode protocol is a ton of work. And so as I started seeing more and more Bredesen patients, I developed a bit of a reputation um, in town for, for being able to help people with dementia. And more and more people started reaching out asking, hey, I have a loved one who needs the support, but I can relate to this. I'm a mom. I've got kids of my own to take care of. I've got a full-time job. I've got a house to manage. And I want my uncle to get this support. I want my mom to get this support. I want my dad to get to this support, but I just can't do it all. And so where can I send them? Where can where provides this type of care? And so I start, started looking around and I just, there was nothing, there was really nothing available. Um, there were a couple places that were paying lip service to this, but I didn't, nothing I really felt like I could trust. They were maybe taking patients to a doctor, a, a Bredesen trained doctor, but they weren't offering an organic ketogenic diet. And as you know, if you sit down next to somebody who's having cake and cookies for dessert and you're just given a salad for dinner, you're going to feel deprived, right? That's not going to be any fun. And so what I started thinking, 
thinking was how hard could it be? Why don't we just create this? Um, and things lined up so that it was possible for, for me to create Marama. So Marama is a residential care facility for the elderly where we have an immersive experience on offer in this Bredesen protocol. And that has been life-changing for me. It's been amazing. It's so inspirational. I'll tell you that one of the first calls I got in December of 2019, um, when we announced that Marama was happening and we would be opening in the spring of 2020, I got a call from a woman in New York who said, hey, my, my dear friend has severe dementia. And I think the best place for her to be is, is in a place like Marama. They had been doing the Bredesen protocol um, for her in New York, but there were still aspects of it that were hard to implement. And I, her MOCA score was a zero. So she was severe in her disease process. And so I had to respectfully say, you know, as much as I want to be able to do that, if we had a hundred beds, I would say yes immediately, but we only had 12 beds in this proof of concept, right? This is the first time anyone in the world was doing this. And so I said, no, you know, we, we can't take the spot of somebody with a mocha of a 16 and, and have someone with a mocha of zero. I'm just, I had a few concerns, you know, where was everyone else there going to feel like they were headed in her direction? And so it was going to be demoralizing or would, would she not get any improvement? And then it was taking up the spot of somebody who I had higher confidence would get improvement. Right. So again, this is my healthy skepticism going into this, not knowing much because we're the first ones doing this. So fast forward to a year later, the COVID pandemic hit. And so we had kept Marama half full because we thought half the residents, half the staff, half the risk of COVID coming into the building. And so this friend of this patient called back again, and she was very persistent and said, hey, would you reconsider after everything that happened with COVID? Let's talk again. And I, at that point, I was so impressed by her and, and understood what was going on a little bit better and said, yes. So she moved in. And I have learned, Jane, to never tell someone there isn't hope because what happened for Kathleen was just miraculous. I mean, she has transformed. She um, And she's had her ups and downs, of course, but to see what's possible for people like Linda and Kathleen means that people, if we can intervene sooner, if we can intervene earlier, so many people don't have to suffer. And not just the patient, but the caregivers, the loved ones, the children, the spouses, the siblings, who have to watch someone lose their cognitive function, that doesn't have to happen. Alzheimer's can be a rare disease, as Dr. Bredesen says. And what I believe after seeing so many people transform is that Alzheimer's is optional for my generation. We can stop this awful, awful disease from happening in the first place. So I'm excited to share through the Reverse Alzheimer's Summit that we have coming up uh, all of the information that it takes um, and on some of the solutions to this awful torturous disease. That's why I loved you right away because you said Alzheimer's is optional. That's an incredible statement and not what I heard with my father from a neurologist or my mother who's in memory care now, but to get that word out, it's so pivotal. So tell me about the days of the residents in Marama. What is it like? Yeah. So the whole day is optimized for brain health, right? From start to finish. So we have incredible caregivers who know what to prioritize, how to redirect, how to communicate. And most importantly, they expect our residents to get better. So often with humans, we rise to the occasion, right? We rise to the expectation. And if the expectation is that somebody's going to move in and get worse, 
we will fall to that too. And so our caregivers, they've seen it over and over again that people get better. So they know to expect it and they they really uh, communicate that with the residents, whether it's in nonverbal communication or even verbally. Like, we, you've got this, come on, get up. Let's, let's get you down into the casita. So we, when they wake up in the morning, also our caregivers are well-trained to understand how to implement complex medication and supplement routines. So if somebody needs thyroid medication first thing in the morning, we make sure that they're getting it 30 to 45 minutes before breakfast and that they have that window in the morning to get the most out of their medications. If something needs to be taken on an empty stomach or with food, the directions are followed precisely and 100% of the time. And so that means that any work that you do with your Bredesen trained provider right, is being implemented really well at Marama. And I know that so many people struggle with this at home and I have a Marama at Home caregiver training course um, that helps people understand kind of the whys and some strategies about how to do these things at home because I know it's not easy and not everyone can make it to Marama. So there's a a lot of pieces about the day that you can do at home and we have some extra support for that. But a lot of what we teach is modeled after what we've learned at Marama. So first thing first is getting that day started with the the medications and supplements at the right time. And then we have an eight o'clock breakfast and everything is organic and ketogenic. So we do three meals a day, breakfast at eight, lunch at noon and dinner by five to make sure that we have that window between our last meal. So there's some fasting before bed, at least three hours as described by Dr. Bredesen. So we need at least three hours between Uh, dinner and bedtime so that we can get optimal sleep, optimal digestion. And then we do two snacks between meals during the day. Uh, And then after breakfast, there's a walk. Um, So walking is great, but it's not enough. So we start with a walk. We get that, that movement going, get outside, connect with nature, connect with each other. And then we, in the afternoon, there's an exercise therapy circuit. And this includes a rebounder. We have a bike with contrast oxygen therapy, We have a rower, we use juve lights and saunas, there's a biomat, Uh, we have small weights. If somebody's doing physical therapy, um, they'll see the physical therapist a couple days a week, but then we have a personal trainer who is one of our, our caregivers, and she helps everyone get the most out of those PT exercises that they can do between visits. So there are bands and weights and other things that can facilitate that. We also three times a week have yoga. And so we have someone come from the community who teaches yoga. Sometimes it's chair yoga. It's adapted for the the residents to facilitate, you know, whatever level they're at. And so there's lots and lots of exercise. And the exercise that's most important is that exercise that engages the brain at the same time that it's engaging the body. And so things like yoga, where you're being told, okay, right arm up, left arm stretches over, and you have to follow those cues, that is really, really the most the most effective form of exercise to help with cognitive function. And then of course you get the benefits of blood flow and everything else that's so magic about exercise. If only we could bottle that, right? <laughs> the other really important part of what we do day to day at Marama is um, after after the walk, after um, after the walk, there's meditation. So we do the Kirtan Kriya meditation, which it has literature, scientific literature that supports it. It supports cognitive function. It's 12 minutes, totally free. Anyone can do this at home. We use a YouTube video. We just pop it up on the TV. And then everyone does the satanama for 12 minutes over and over. Um, and it's there's, good again, good science that supports that this is helpful for the brain. And so we do that. And then brain-engaging activities. So 
it's really easy to just turn the TV on and kick back and absorb information or get caught up in the dramas of the news cycle, whatever it is, or get, you know, start scrolling through Facebook. But that doesn't engage our brain in the way that engaging socially does, creating art does. Uh, it, you know, we do puzzles. Um, there are other games like Bananagrams or Uno that are favorites among the residents. With those games, you want to make sure they're not too challenging because then people will give up, but you want to make sure they're engaging enough. There's a little bit of cognitive work that's going on. And also the celebration, you know, bingo is really fun because somebody wins. So the (laughs) games that we do between meditation and lunch, and then again, before the casita, and then again, after dinner. So the whole day is full of engaging, fun activities. And then on the weekends, they'll get manicures or have their hair done and feel um, feel just pampered, which also helps with that connection and relaxation and, and parasympathetic, sympathetic kind of nervous system balance. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's This is incredible. Is this approximately the same cost as other memory care units in connected with nursing homes? Yeah, such a great question. So our cost at Marama, it starts at $15,000 a month. And what the feedback I've heard from other uh, from residents and, and families is that it's a slightly higher because we have a lot more staff. So it's easy to, you know, put people on the medications and park them in front of TVs um, and feed them low quality food. And I, I get it. We understand that would be much easier. It would take much less staff to do that, but that's not what we're about, obviously. And so we have a very high staffing ratios. We have staff who are dedicated to just the activities and making sure that they're creative and engaging and fun and we're communicating. Um, and then staff like food, personal trainers who are dedicated to making sure the activities are safe and effective. And so that does come with a bit of a premium, but the premium, that difference, you know, here, it might be $12,000 to be in regular memory care and 15 to be at Marama. So the difference isn't that great. When it comes to costs, Marama is covered by long-term care insurance. And so many of our residents are getting this covered by that insurance and they're, they're seeing improvement. And so it's well worth the investment. I know that that's not accessible for everyone. And not only is that the reality, but the other reality is that what I hope is that our residents, you know, we can make places like Marama obsolete, that people stay home. They stay engaged in their their own communities, their own work, their own families. They don't have to move across the country or to San Diego or to the, even the memory care center down the street, that they can stay home, completely involved and giving back uh, to the next generation, being, being involved in, you know, caregiving for their grandchildren or great-grandchildren. They can be part of the fabric of those loved ones and that, that community that they've always been in, not having to go make new friends in the sunset of their lives. So my hope is that what we do is not only shift the entire uh, senior living industry and make it healthier for people who do end up there, but that we make that kind of model a, a thing of the past and that we, again, get our seniors at the height of their wisdom and experience. We engage them back into those communities where they have so much value to add, particularly if they can maintain cognitive function. So your facility is not a facility. Your home has 12 beds, right? And you must just be inundated with people who want a bed. 
How do you how do you pick? Yeah, yeah. So we have a wait list right now, and anyone who's on the wait list, you know, we we go through that and we determine. You know, always we're having conversations with the loved ones and the the, um, the responsible party about what the most appropriate place is for someone, um, whether it's at Marama or somewhere else. And so going through that process, Carrie is our director of operations over at Marama. She's phenomenal, um, very supportive of these families. And uh, we just are in constant communication about what's going to become available. And we are looking to grow. So we're looking at other, um, it's, it's to create more additional homes and also looking to influence the, the rest of the industry so that everyone can have access to this. So certainly um, with uh, the word getting out, we are inundated with it, with interest. And I'm so grateful, right? These people who have moved into Marama, they are the pioneers in this space, right? They've been essentially guinea pigs um, in our in our home and in, in this process. Although it's great, it's common sense that these things are good for your health and that this would be a good experience. And yet we were unproven two years ago. And so everyone who's shown up and put their trust in us, like we just couldn't be more honored to be in that position of being able to help them. I was reading your materials and it said that your goal is to have a resident come in and only spend six, eight, 12 months with you so you can improve their cognitive abilities, their life skills, and then they go home. Are you finding that is possible with your residents? And if so, what percentage are half of them achieving that goal? Yeah, yeah. So that's, it's a lofty goal. Um, and I would say, you know, there are, we have a resident there currently who I believe she could live independently. Now her husband hasn't done quite as well as she has. And I would be worried about them moving out and her needing to care for him. I think that would be too much for her. What Marama has attracted is people with more severe disease. And we've only been there for two years. And like this resident who I'm talking about now referring to, she has been there for two years. They were the first residents to move in and she continues to get better. I don't know that I would have realized that. And I mentioned it to Dr. Bredesen recently and he was like, well, of course, because this is a, this spirals, right? Like once you get benefit, you continue to get more and more benefit because the signaling perpetuates the signaling. And I was like, of course, I hadn't really thought about that, but I, I expected her to kind of plateau to get to a maximum benefit and then maybe not get better this month. She's gotten even more improvement. It's just miraculous. So she could probably live independently again her disease was not as severe as her husband's. So he is getting better, but it's slow progress, right? And when people are motivated to move across the country, many of our residents have come from all over the country. We've had inquiries from internationally, but we haven't figured out how to work out the visa situation yet. And then we have some residents who are local, but they're still moving out of their homes. Like this is a big deal. And the cost is not insignificant. And so when people go to make that decision, they need a lot of motivation. And usually that means more severe disease. If we ha were having people move in earlier in the process, I do believe they would regain independence more quickly, right? I have the most confidence when they're younger, less severe disease. So earlier on the progression process, and when they are most comprehensive about how they apply the protocol. So if they don't just pick and choose just supplements or just diet or just exercise, but they do all of it, we see the best results. So short answer is not everyone's moving home, but long answer is there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, part of it is severity of disease who we've you know attracted to Marama. And then another part is I think it just hasn't been long enough because many residents haven't been there 
for years. And this is a years long pathophysiological process. So by the time we're noticing changes in the brain, sometimes the things that have been going on, the inflammation or the pathways, the pathophysiological process has been happening for 20 years. And this isn't going to go away, unfortunately, completely in six months, but it certainly can start getting better. Have you ever thought about trying to attract a population a lot younger and not so much to move into Marama, but maybe you go to a healthcare facility, like a gym, and offer these classes for people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, that may be saying, oh my gosh, I keep losing my car keys, and they're blowing it off, but that's the time that you need to double down to prevent the MOCA scores that are too low. Jane, this is music to my ears, and I'm ready to sing your song. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, and this is Dr. Bredesen's <laughs> pre-code program. So he has recode, which is for reversal of cognitive decline. And then he has pre-code. And I, I was um, talking to a colleague recently and, you know, she and I were fantasizing about having a place in like Costa Rica or the Alps or somewhere wonderful where when someone retires, they go with friends or a spouse. So, you know, retirement is kind of this moment where you can, it's like graduation or becoming a mom, right? There's this change, there's a shift in identity and this opportunity to say, who am I? Who do I want to be for this next stage of my life? And the fantasy is that we would have something set up where you would come for six months or so, and you would learn, you would learn all of the cooking, you know, you take all the cooking classes and you would understand all the exercise and you would get in the routines and you would start feeling the benefits physically and mentally and cognitively. And then you would take that home and you would do take all those skills that you learned in this kind of post-retirement course and you would take it home and that would have a ripple effect in your community, right? You would do it in your home and the way that you were, were living and, and the, the benefits and the transformation that you would show your neighbors and your loved ones in your community would inspire them to do similar things. So I, I absolutely, and also I want to go there, right? I want to live there. Um, so I love this idea. I absolutely think it was what has, needs to happen, Jane, in order to make Alzheimer's optional and rare. And yet the very rational criticism of the work that I do is that there isn't enough science and we don't have enough data. And I get it. We need more. And where Dr. Bredesen is working on this, I am working on this to get more literature out there. We have a paper that will be published this year. We um, did a, a a feasibility trial, a clinical trial in my office where we took 25 patients in the clinic. So they were still living at home, not living at Marama. We took them through this process on, on the clinical side. And I'm excited to share those results. We need more science. We need more literature. It's much easier to convince people this works if you reverse disease because prevention is much harder to prove. Um, but I know that it's possible. The science just makes so much sense, right? It's common sense that if we're healthier, we're less likely to get this disease. The Bredesen protocol is what turned me around six years ago. And I just was religious about it. Like you have to be. And it gave me a new life. And it's, I'm very grateful. Very grateful. One of the components, though, that's not in the Bredesen protocol that is getting a lot of press, and that is Alzheimer's is an age-related disease. And if we can slow aging, then we can slow the progression of these age-related diseases like Parkinson's, like Alzheimer's. And there are some things that can be done to slow aging. What do you think of that? What have you read about it? Is it worthy for consideration and implementation in your practice? 
A hundred percent, yes, emphatically, yes. So Dr. Kara Fitzgerald is a naturopathic colleague of mine, and she published a trial about her diet um, and her approach, her methylation um, diet and lifestyle. And she has a book out called The Younger You. And she describes how she got three years of age reversal in her patients. Um, and so what they did was they measured using this methylation clock, the Horvath clock. He, uh, Dr. Horvath is out of UCLA, um, a great, very intelligent researcher, and he created a way to measure cellular aging. And so we have our biological age, which is what is measured by this Horvath clock. And then we have our chronic, chronological age, which is how long, how many trips around the sun we've had, right? This is just something that can't change. But what we can change is how old our cells are. And David Sinclair, he's at Harvard. He's published extensively about this. His book is called Lifespan. And there are a lot of really interesting, fascinating interventions that we can um, that we can do. Things like IV NAD, stem cells, resveratrol, quercetin, these polyphenols that have great data on reversing how quickly we age. So whether that's gray hairs or wrinkles or dementia. Um, cancer risk, all of these things. And what's really exciting about this, I think, is that Dr. Bredesen's approach does something probably very similar to what Dr. Fitzgerald's approach does, right? They both reverse aging. They use slightly different interventions um, and, and talk about it with a little bit different language, but you get the same results. Your cells function more optimally. The signaling is towards more youth. We have less inflammation in the system, and we end up with not only longer lives, but healthier lives. Yes. You've increased your health span. I've recently been measuring my biological age uh, just to see what interventions I'm doing are working with my body. And I'm 60 and I reduced it by two and a half years in the last six Fantastic. months. And I was really excited about that. That's amazing. Yeah. Really excited. And of course I'm on the Bredesen protocol. Totally. But I also added some things that David Sinclair was talking about, like the NAD boosters, like metformin I even did, which is, you know, to regulate my blood sugar and make sure my HOMA IR score was spot on and I wasn't having blood sugar issues. I even am doing something as out there as rapamycin. And I don't know if you know about all the research going on at the University of Washington with Matt Caberlin. He's got an exciting program and I interviewed him on the show. It's the aging in dogs. And he has this whole cohort of dogs under 40 pounds that he's given rapamycin and looked at how positively it affects their biological age. I have a handful of patients on rapamycin and, and on these senescent cell programs, kill off senescent cells and, and boost the signaling to create new cells. And I couldn't agree more. There's so much exciting stuff happening in that world um, and in the, kind of the biohacking, neurohacking space. Peptides are another exciting frontier in this space that not everyone has access to, but there are pioneers like you that are really pushing the edge of this and doing the learning so that everyone else will benefit from it. Yeah, I think that this is such an exciting field. It's such a privilege for me to be involved in it and to be part of the conversation. I love talking about that stuff. And what I want to remind everybody is that the first thing you said was the Bredesen Protocol, right? It's the foundations that sometimes we get kind of caught up in this idea that, the, oh, there's going to be a pill later on that's going to save me. And really, sleep, 
exercise, diet, those foundational health pieces are so foundational. It's not worth doing all that extra stuff if you don't have those other foundational pieces in place. It really is critical to get those on board. And you are a testament to that. You are a model in doing that. And so thank you for sharing your story and and getting this information out there. Thank you. So if somebody wants to dive deep, if they realize, you know what, I've got Alzheimer's in my family. If I'm really honest with myself, I'm having memory issues. If they want that honesty, turning to someone like you and the clinicians who are in your practice, making their way out to your clinic might be smart. So tell us all about your clinic. Where is it? And we we didn't say within this where Marama is either. I just want to make sure we've got that so everyone can find you. Yeah. So we're in San Diego County in Southern California. And my clinic is in Encinitas. It's called Solcere, S-O-L-C-E-R-E, Solcere, where solutions for the cerebrum or the brain is what we're up to here. So we do clinical research as well as see patients. We are licensed in the state of California as a provider, and so are the other doctors in my clinic. We're all trained by Dr. Bredesen, but anyone who's interested in either coming to California or who lives anywhere in California, we can offer telemedicine for anyone in California, can be a patient at Solcere. We also offer health coaching through Solcere that is available to anyone anywhere in the world. So if you want to work with a Bredesen-trained health coach who communicates with me consistently and who collaborates with us and who uses the Bredesen model combined with what we've added to it and what we've learned and how we basically how we implement it, then that is also available. So health coaching, I would say, is the biggest bang for your buck across anything that you could invest in here, especially a well-trained Bredesen health coach who has experience in this. They've seen it all. They get it. They get how stressful it is to be a caregiver. They get how it can be hard to get into ketosis. They understand how changing your lifestyle so dramatically has its challenges. And they know how to help because they've done it over and over and over again. They also understand how beneficial it is. So highest impact, first thing to do, in my opinion, is get a health coach, a Bredesen-trained health coach. I love it when somebody walks in to my office and they have the Bredesen book with them and it's dog-eared and highlighted and there's scratches all over it. I can't tell you how many times somebody's come in and said, I've gotten so much benefit just from doing the things that it says in this book. And I'm ready to take it to the next level with you. Let's do all the testing. Let's understand the nitty gritty. They've already done the heavy lifting for me because really, like I mentioned, those foundational pieces are the diet, lifestyle, sleep, exercise components. And then we just get to put the icing on the cake of all of the labs and, and really understanding kind of the physiology of what's happening. But the health coaching is that foundational piece. It's so critical. If you're struggling at all with that, go there first. And then, of course, Marama is here in Southern California, and that's an offer. I also um, work with a couple patients a year, and I'll, I'll go to them, but I just don't have bandwidth to do a lot of that. But I learned so much from going to someone's home about what other people need when I get to immerse myself in their routine and help them to create Marama at their house. So I think that's the hardest part is finding a really good Bredesen-trained health coach. Yeah. yeah. These, these people are angels. They're trying to get someone to completely change their lifestyle. So the patient has to be incredibly motivated, but the health coach has to have a lot of energy and optimism to say, you can do it. You can really change your lifestyle and it's worth it. 
how does someone find a good Bredesen trained health coach? So I'll tell you, it's not always easy. And we've done it at Solceri. So we've vetted them for you. The health coaches we work with, they worked with us on our clinical trial, some of them. And so we work with a handful of them. So they're tried and true and they've seen it. And so we feel super fortunate to be partnered with them. So you can find good health coaches through Solceri. There's also a, a website that was set up by Julie G, Julie Gregory, who works with Dr. Bredesen at Apollo. And she has an apoe4.info. Apoe4.info is her website. It's a nonprofit where she has a list of Bredesen trained providers and health coaches. And then the other place to get a lot of great support is through Dr. Bredesen's company, Apollo. So Dr. Bredesen has created the Recode and Precode programs. And through there, you can get access to all of the Bredesen trained providers. You have the list of everyone and you get a Recode report and some individualized information through their AI system. So highly recommend that program as well. So lots of options. Let me make sure I've got everything here. We've covered a lot of ground. You mentioned Marama at home. Tell me more about that. So at Marama, we quickly ran out of beds, as you know. And as I also mentioned, I'm very committed to making places like Marama a thing of the past. I know that the most value seniors have to offer is at home with their families. And I understand that Marama, going to a place like Marama can be cost prohibitive. And so my goal is to make this accessible to everyone at home. And what we saw is that caregivers feel overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. They don't have the support or the resources that they need to implement the Bredesen protocol at home. Dr. Bredesen is amazing and he trains providers like me. He's trained over 2000 doctors, lots of health coaches. You know, he's trained so many people all over the world. And they haven't been training caregivers. So caregivers can take their course if they're a health coach already, but the layperson isn't going to get benefit from taking a 40 hour course about, uh, you know, the biochemistry of detox. What they want to know is what air filter do I get? How do I use it? What do I cook? What cooking pans do I need to be thinking about using? How do I get the ketogenic diet started at my house? What's the grocery shopping list? How do I find time for myself so I don't burn out? In the Marama at Home course, we are speaking directly to the caregiver. Caregivers have two and a half times the risk of the average person in the population of developing Alzheimer's. So we need to make sure they put their oxygen mask on first, right? We can't have them become a patient who then now needs caregiving themselves. So I've created the Marama at Home course to support those people, to support caregivers in the community who are looking to implement this, find balance, take care of themselves, and who really need that step-by-step -step kind of instruction about how to implement this at home. So tell us about that. How does someone access this course? How long does the course run? How much will it set you back? And you can do it all virtually, right? The web address is Marama at Home, M-A-R-A-M-A-A-T-H-O-M-E.com. So Marama at Home, this we hope is very accessible. It's an 11 module course that comes with a workbook. The Marama at Home course will be $4.97. And then the solution is in the course. Excellent. Um, and one other thing I wanted to touch on, you would like to see the Bredesen Protocol implemented more widely across the country with Marama at Home-like things, but also Marama residential facilities. So how much interest have you received from regular nursing home memory care facilities. Are, are you being deluged with, with owners of these facilities saying, you know what, this is the way of the future. This is how I want to go. Or is it kind of quiet? 
You know, just in the five minutes before we jumped on this call, I got an inquiry from Australia saying, I have five group homes where we have seniors. I'd love to expand Marama to Australia. I lived in Australia for a year. And so I will definitely be responding to that email and excited about growing things around the world, really, because this isn't just a problem in the US. This is a big problem internationally. And especially as the global population is aging, it's becoming a bigger and bigger societal issue. So my hope is, yes, that this expands around the world. I have a call scheduled in a couple of hours with a gentleman who owns senior living facilities in Kansas. So yes, there are lots of people reaching out, and I really hope that this will add value for those owners. I think that they are starting to see that this is the wave of the future. And most importantly, it adds a tremendous amount of value to the residents, right? They're getting much, much better care if this is an option. My hope is that anyone who's listening who maybe is exploring residential care for a loved one, when you call, when you get on the phone with somebody who has a facility, ask them, do you have a brain healthy diet available? Are you familiar with the Bredesen protocol? Because it's consumers who are going to drive the industry changes. If you ask, even if they say no, just the fact that you express interest is going to shift the thinking in this world. And you're paying so much for that care. Great. It's good to have a say and say, you know what, this is really what I ideally want you to provide my parents. Right. Dr. Sanderson, I know you're running out of time, but one closing thought to leave with folks today. Alzheimer's is optional. There are so many things that we can do to improve our cognitive health starting today, regardless of where you might be on the spectrum of risk or of decline. So please know that there's hope for anyone suffering with dementia, and this is an absolutely preventable disease. There's a Lancet article from 2020. It kind of got buried in the deluge of COVID information, but in the Lancet Journal out of England, very, very reputable, very conventional they are saying that over 40% of dementias worldwide are preventable. And this is very consistent with what Dr. Bredesen is saying. And in fact, I would say that even more than that, when you use a functional medicine approach, even more than 40% is preventable. But it will take it, that 40% from the conventional side, let's milk that for all it's worth so that that many fewer people and their loved ones can prevent suffering. Thank you, Jane. Thank you very much. I want to clone you. <laughs> we need more Dr. Heather Sanderson's around. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're adorable. Oh, Thank you so much for your time. And what I want to do is clone you, right? Your story should be the normal story that you started noticing decline. You did it. And now you, here you are changing the world. Yes. Yes, we can do it. Thank you, dear. Take care. You too. You've been listening to the Cutting Edge Health Podcast, created and hosted by Jane Rogers. The website is cuttingedgehealth.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and would very much appreciate your writing a review. They help a lot and we read each one. Any information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Guest opinions are their own. This podcast is not responsible for the veracity of their statements. The comments expressed are not medical advice. Do not use any of this information without first talking to your doctor. This podcast and Jane Rogers disclaim responsibility for any adverse effects from the use of any information presented. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful day.